live, live, live. You just, you just listen, everybody. We can't even say and we're live anymore cause because it's Mike, not fair. Because you steal hide, it. You're the button hitter. It. You're the button hitter. That's the reason why it's not right. So he just starts yelling live, 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 live. I, I put my best foot forward and I went for it. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'll say live. Hey, do you think I gave you that card as a trick when you came in? No, I no. did not. <laughs> Folks, if you are in service. Folks, if you want a little touch of Mike's insanity, oh. just go back and watch the end of the service on Sunday. Mike gives out. I'll have to put that in the show notes. So if you don't know, it's on Facebook and also YouTube every week. Oh my! So goodness. I, Mike slayed me this week, and I don't think anybody thought it was as funny as I did. <laughs> well, it was funny for me of, too. I was, I was like, yeah. So Mike gives out these cards. I'll preface it, preface it this way: He gives out these cards. It's to remind us that God's always with us, right? And that we're dealt in. That we're dealt in. Yeah, now we're, you got to do something. Game, You're a right? Christian. You're a Christian. you got to play the card. It's like yeah. an object lesson, per se. And at the end of the service, Mike gets on stage, and I'm paraphrasing. He goes, wasn't it a, a real trick the way I gave you those cards when you walked in? And everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, they're all nodding their heads. You can't see this. You can only see this from the stage. Everybody's just agreeing. And Mike goes, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and it wasn't even that aggressive. But in my head... He's like, God's always with you. Oh, no, it wasn't isn't that trick. great. Isn't that great? You know, <sighs> you know, sometimes the inspiration, the inspiration of God is so wonderful because I don't even I don't even know why I said that. I, you know, honestly, I had nothing planned. I knew on Sunday morning or Saturday night because I got the cards. You heard together, it here first. He had nothing planned at all. I had nothing planned for the end. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I kind of I kind of go into it as, you know, Lord, you're going to just have to lead me where, yeah. where I'm going to send these people off. And I was like. He led you where I wanted you to go. Oh yeah, I don't, that's hilarious. But I, I heard you in the back. I heard you laugh in the back, and I was like, "Oh, that man, that was <laughs> no, right." No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, God's always with you. It wasn't a trick. It's oh, a very simple object. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm, it was the way you set it up because I almost was like, "Yeah, yeah, that was a little." No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. so that was the first week of. Of dealers, choice. yeah, we we talked about the game of war, and this week we are talking about the game of solitaire, made popular not by having to deal the cards out yourself, right, Jay? Oh, listen, everybody who ever cheated at solitaire could not cheat anymore. I believe it was. I'll give you the year, nineteen ninety six. Windows three point no, it was Windows three point one that had it. I, my parents bought uh, a Hewitt Packard okay desktop okay AOL discs okay you know. America, first time we ever got computer in the house. So slow, but it had solitaire. Right. Well, and so it was probably cost five grand or something, <laughs> something ridiculous. I well, think no, it was like five but grand. I, but, I, but you think about how that changed. Mom, can you comment on the show notes and let us know how it changed that? the absolute trajectory of that game? Because you know how long it took to put seven piles out, one card oh, yeah. at a time, and then you had to build, build, and build, and build, and build. And then all of a sudden, not only do you have the cards thrown out there for you, but when you win, the Kings cascade. Yeah. The Kings jump well, all over the... Yeah, yeah keep I, doing it. I remember every... I remember do you want to play again? No, I want to see the Kings. This. Watch this. I want to see the Kings do this again and again. Yeah. First time I ever saw it. And now, you see, you reminded me, it goes even further back. Uh, it was back when I was in college. My friend, one of my roommates, dude's like six foot eight. I'm not even kidding. He had a computer. And that man's name was Shaquille O'Neal. No, that, no, his name was Ray Walters, and his sister is Kara Walters, who played in the WNBA. Wow. But uh, wow. Ray, Ray Who's was name like, dropping now in this podcast? I can do that. Uh, there was one time where we heckled her. She came to shoot some sort of a commercial, and the basketball, there was a basketball goal right outside our window. Yeah. And while they were taping it, 
we were yelling. We, it was it was her and Rebecca Lobo. I don't know if you ever heard of Rebecca Lobo. She's also like WNBA. Sure. One of the one of the beginners of WNBA, and uh, we were just we were heckling her every time she missed a shot. Yeah, nice shot. <laughs> of course you were. That was during my ruinous period of being an awful college kid, but I'm not an awful <laughs> college kid anymore. But getting back to my story, Ray had this computer with solitaire on it, and I thought, this is the most, this is Windows 3.1, so it was unimaginably slow. But at the same time, it was still solitaire that you didn't have to deal yourself. Man, and those computers sounded like a mouse was inside of it going... And now think about it. Think about the stuff you can carry on your phone. Think about oh, yeah. the the way better graphics of stuff that happens on your phone that could, that never happen on it's those. It's solitaire and Minesweeper. <laughs> <laughs> but but this week is about solitaire. And remember, our our two things are: what is the objective, and who is the opponent? Or you got to know your opponent. Yeah, each week. Yeah. So, I, I kind of thought solitaire is really cool in that you're the opponent. You know, the, the decisions that you make, how you move these cards are the difference between whether you win or whether you lose. And sometimes sometimes you, you risk not moving something off a pile of a stack of cards to go to a smaller stack to try and, you know, try and reveal something. So that, that kind of, you know, in our life, it's the same way. We are in charge of the decisions that we make. You know, God... God is a provider, but at the same time, we are also a consumer, and mm. we, okay. we, we tend to have uh, our own idea of how things should be. But the, you know, the object of the game is, is pretty simple. If you've never played solitaire before, um, it's very simple. You just It's a great to, time to start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find an old computer. No, don't find an old <laughs> computer. I'm sure there's plenty of apps out there that you can download yeah, solitaire on your phone. Solitaire. But but the, the it's really simple. You just you you try and expose the kings and then build it all the way down to the ace, and then the ace then goes into its own pile and you build that pile up. And once you've once you've flipped over all the cards, you win the game. And and then of course you're you're all again excited from the cascading kings. That was m- my favorite. But I started thinking about how um, how God needs to be one you know solitaire is a game for one person mm-hmm. now i'm gonna have we're gonna have some critics come and say mike i know how to play two men solitaire i'm not talking about that there is you know <laughs> there is there's there's plenty of games that are solitaire-esque that you could play with more than one but i'm saying simply put from the the single person that's playing where it is you versus the decisions you make I, the first thing that i thought of was was deuteronomy now if you're not familiar with deuteronomy deuter actually means second and okay. this is the second giving of the law. This is the second giving of, of all of Moses' teachings because he's not going any further with them. When, he fin- when Deuteronomy finishes, he's out of the picture. He's, he's done. You know, they bury, they bury Moses, and Joshua becomes his Spoiler alert. Now, if you never read, you've You're never read, they're never going to get to 34. They're never going to get to 34 <laughs> chapters. But, but I mean, the, the whole book is really meant to be like a sermon. As if Moses was was giving them everything that he had been given over that that forty years of their wandering and the forty years prior, all all that God had bestowed upon Moses was what he was giving back to them. So we follow the Ten Commandments that have been given a second time, and now he goes to this thing called the Shema. And the best way to put it, the Shema is almost like a 
a prayer of, of remembrance of who God is. You know, hero Israel, the Lord is God, the Lord is one. Mm-hmm. And that's where the idea for solitaire came about. But it talks about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, mind, and strength. And, you know, it, in some ways it's the precursor to what Jesus calls the greatest commandments, mm-hmm. right? Yes. He, he takes from that. But, but it's also about, you know, teaching your children these things. And their children's children's these things. Why? So that these values perpetuate. But not only so that they perpetuate, it's, it's so that uh, God's people remain God's people. And then it also talks about writing it on your heart, writing it on the door frames of your house. In other words, make it, make it so real to you that it cannot be mistaken. <clears throat> so that's, that's kind of where, that's kind of a, an encapsulation of, of everything that's going on there. But uh, I just had this, this neat idea that there's kind of like two things going on when you play solitaire, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the stuff that happens in the seven piles that you put, and then you've got the four aces that you're always trying to put the next card on top of. Yeah, because you got to the top four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and, I, and I began to look at that in terms of, well, the big cards then are the kings and the aces. And for me, the kings are what... Obviously, who's going to be the king in our in our scenario? I'm going to go Jesus on this. Jesus, one. or even the Lord Jesus. Himself, because okay. we're right. we're yep. a little we're a little before Jesus. Because we're, yeah. there's no Jesus in the Old Testament. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Though I will tell you, Doctor Mboisango would have loved to hear you say that. But no, my point being is that we make the king the king. You know, so the Lord yeah. God is the king. Okay, so the things that He reveals are almost like the way that we build downward, and as they reveal down to us then we build back up, right? Right. And that's okay. why yeah. we're the aces. We're the low cards. But as God reveals, then we put another card on top. As God reveals, we put another card on top. And that was the, that was the vision that I got from it. And I don't – I may be losing everybody at this point. No, I get it. Because solitary, you first have to build those yeah. ladders down. Yeah. And then you build and up. Expose, and expose all the cards. In other yeah. words, you, God's got to reveal everything to us so that we can then – So you're exposing uh, – Pieces of the law or God's promises and right. truths. Okay. Right. And then and then building up in us, and that builds us closer to him, right? Because the last card you put on top is the king, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you're always trying to build that that relationship. And I don't know if it's gonna translate like that, but you know, when you when you think about what this what this prayer, what this Shema is trying to do, it's it's trying to teach uh, some important things. Like like God was there for them. Because he's, he's giving them all this stuff a second time so that when they go into the promised land, they're not without what they need most. Uh, God is full of order, you know? I mean, he, he, he has a plan for the way that he does stuff. And, you know, he's, he's all about love. And, you know, it, all these things that God does, I think, is, is, the, is the revelation that partly comes from the Shema, partly, partly comes from hearing what Moses is telling them, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, then if you, if you go and flip it the other way, how do we then, how do we then get in touch with these things? Now, this is where it gets kind of tough because this is where we start to look at what my life looks like versus what God's revealing my life could be. And, and that's when we've got to start t- talking about priorities. And, the, you know, and in the game of solitaire, what is the priority? Get rid of the piles of cards that are under yes. the piles of cards. And sometimes that's moving a whole stack of cards off. Sometimes that's moving one or two cards off. And it only reveals one card at a time. So 
so there's there's kind of this this idea of it's not a it's not a it's it's not a sprint it's a marathon it takes it takes time and you have to intentionality comes yeah. to mind too yeah that so I'm, I mean I feel like this one's kind of heady and I'm sorry if that's the way it comes across I just well it's more cons- it's more like a spiritual concept yeah instead of a but but I mean you know we we always um, when we play solitaire, and we make a wrong move. In that game, your game is over, right? Right. But it's different in in the in the in the, and I'm I'm air quoting. They can't see this, but I'm air quoting. In this this solitaire scenario that we're talking about, God doesn't finish right then and there, right? We have grace. We have we have repentance that turns away from the things we've done wrong. The the mess ups that we have are. Are, are fixable you know it's almost like when you are playing with a deck of cards and you start the game off going one two three flip over the card you got and then when you really find out that you're not getting any then it's one two and then when that doesn't work out then you just kind of go okay i can fit that card in and fit that card in, and then you never you never really can get stuck that way yeah you know? well also too i kind of think of it this way we, we, we were joking about the first computers having solitaire on it what's cool is if you got jammed up it was just a click you didn't have to reshuffle a deck. It was this instant reset. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that that translates to this premise of us equating solitaire to, to uh, a relationship with God is that, oh, I didn't, I didn't make the right moves that time. Click. Let's right. play another game. Yeah. God sets it back up. And, and you know, I think, it's, I think it's important for us. Like I think it's like I think it's the way that God sets it up that you know generation learns generation learns that we remember, we remember where we came from. We remember who our our mentors, who our teachers, who the people were. But but to to honor that and to honor the Lord Himself is that we would then pass that on to somebody else. And I don't want to sound a lot like last week's, which was all about finding people and sharing our story. But at the same time. Even even now, even even in the Shema, it is about sharing your story to the next generation and the generation after that, so that this this bond with the Lord remains strong. Yeah, when I think like you know your sermon this week was talking about war and playing the right cards and and witnessing, and then it's kind of like a progression. It's like then you set this person up to play solitaire because now they have that connection they have that one-on-one yeah. with the lord yeah and and you know maybe that's maybe that's where we take this next level we just say hey look where's the priorities in your life you know um how are you how are you dealing with the fact that the decisions that you make not only impact you but other people around you the decisions that you make can have an eternal impact on your life you know that kind of thing and yeah one well, solitaire is kind of like a seeking thing you know you're always seeking what's what's the move and right. you're kind of right yeah I, so I, I say I see that that translates really well to building this relationship and this connection um, and and trying to make the right moves in your faith walk well see and then it then it kind of lends itself to like if, if you were gonna if I was gonna describe 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 if I was gonna describe anything good luck <laughs> that is a real word I'll put it in the show notes you know don't do that describe but I mean We've got to praise God more. Mm. We've got to study God more. We we've got to make Him a priority. You know, all these things that will impact this this vertical relationship that we have. And then we know when we get the vertical relationship right, 
the horizontal one fixes our our, our friends, our our family, all those things yeah. fall into place. And that's kind of how it. Um, that just occurred to me too. That solitary kind of like there's the ladder that we build down is kind of like things of this world and stuff like that, or 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 then we make those moves to things that are higher because those decks are above right. the See, horizontal. Look at that. Plate. So uh, that kind of translates well for me too. That we're trying to make wise decisions in our lives based on that connection with God, yeah. and we can. And when you talk about the praise, when we put those bigger cards up there, and we make those right moves, we're giving God praise for what He's done. Right. So. And you know, a huge, uh, a huge part that I forgot, uh, as as far as the the kings that are out there, is that God is absolutely worthy of all this. You know, there's I, there is no one that's going to hopefully. I'll preface that. Hopefully, there's no one who walks into church, calls themselves a Christian, and cannot say for without a doubt that God is worthy of praising. Because if if you if you want the very lowest common denominator, He saved your soul, okay, and gave you life, gave you life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Life and then and, life, and then yeah. you don't even have to you don't even have to go into all the situations where it looked like it was over, and God came through and and took you out of it. Uh, God came through and you were victorious when it looked like you were defeated, yeah. you know? So, so for me, a huge, a huge part of the way that God reveals is just reminding us about how worthy he really is. So when someone is worthy of praise and praiseworthy, you praise them, right? So, so a huge part of, a huge part of building that, building that deck upwards of connection with God is going to be praising God. And, a huge part of that is participation in corporate worship, mm-hmm. and and I understand we're I understand we're online, and I understand that we're in person, but I, I feel a huge, a, a, not a huge, but a, a disconnect sometimes from that, and yeah. and you know, so folks, if you're listening to us at home, and you don't feel comfortable coming in, I understand that. But I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna sit back and say you know everybody is at home because they don't feel comfortable coming in. I know because if I had my choice, I'd love to just kind of sleep in. I'd love to kind of kind of belly up to a couch and put on the put on the live stream. But we need to get back to to worshiping together. We need to get back to being together. And I know I know it kind of rubs right in the face of of the COVID variant, whatever. I'm not saying it. I, I'm what I'm saying is, come with a mask. Don't you know? Come, come as you are most comfortable, but come together. You know. Yeah. I mean, the reason why the devil is winning right now is because he's got us on two playing fields. And I mean, it's like it's like our solitaire game. I've got oh, a solitaire yeah. game here, and I got a solitaire game at home. You know. Right. Right. I mean, I don't want to get. I don't want to. I'm not trying to get political or or edgy or anything like that. But I just, you know, I just see. I see a God worthy of praise. And I, when I came in, Mike said, I'm getting political and edgy today. That's the first thing he said. He said, you Jay, watch out. It's on. not like me. but we're, Come on, man. No, but I get exactly what you're saying. And you know what? Uh, I don't have the perfect I, answer. I don't either. And nobody yeah. does. No, and if nobody you have friends does. that really love you, like drop all these people on Facebook that are either way and, and getting on your nerves. Like, But if you talk to your real friends... I got friends all over the spectrum of, of what they feel comfortable with or whatever. Yeah. But we're just saying at the core. We need to be together. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is the best scenario. Maybe that's not the scenario we can do right now, but that is the best scenario. That we would be a, a body together, all trying to build our relationship, all trying to build up 
things like study and things like that in our lives so that we are closer to God. And I'll plug it for youth group. If you're listening out there and you haven't been, um, you know, we, we, we stay as safe as we can. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a time where we want to reach out and spread hope, but not germs. So, you know, uh, <laughs> Mike's, Mike's truth, though, about that. So we honor God with our presence. Yeah. And we, we honor God with prayer. Yeah, and we honor God when He's our priority. Yeah. You know that. Uh, that's why I put that one first. Yeah. And you know, I, I, the uh, as far as the King cards that I was concerned with, I thought love was the most important one, and I left it till the very end. Um, you know, because King you know, of Hearts. Well, I didn't want. I didn't want to. I don't. You know, because you can't. I don't know how you. I don't know how you translate the other three. Yeah, I don't know how you draw the other three. Uh, King of Providence. King which which yeah. King of Providence? Sort of would, truth. Yeah, yeah. No. So. You know, I just think about the love of God and how the love of God really transcends everything that we know. And, you know, I try to think about this, you know, because we, we, I'm going to make a generalization. And if I'm wrong, then, then kudos to you for not being this way. But I I think that when we think about the love of God, we think of it in very human terms Mm. with human limitations, with uh, human problems, you know. Love never fails. That's God's love. But sometimes our love has some failures in it, you know? Our and, love has conditions. Yeah. And, and sometimes yeah. The, the love that we, we claim to have for people is not as, it's not as uh, eros continuous. Love? What, is the, what is the Greek there? Because well, agape loves God, right? Agape love is the unconditional. unconditional. Eros is the physical, and then uh, philia is the brotherly. That's the one, okay. But, but the, point, the point I'm trying to make, even though it seems like I've just kind of interjected this at the very end, is that, that God's love is not something that we can comprehend, not something that we can uh, really define beyond the fact that he's, he loved us first, you know, and, and is able to love us with all the junk that we do, all the mistakes that we make, and loves us just as dearly. This is the part we can't comprehend. When someone hurts us, it's kind of hard mm. to let them back in close again. And it takes a while, and maybe, maybe it never happens, but not so with God, which is why it is so important to build that relationship because that love, even though it is, it is always there, you, know, you, you want to make sure that you're, you're living a life worthy of, of the love that you receive, you know? And so I don't, I, you know. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave that out. You know, it's it's almost like it, it just dropped in my brain at the last minute. So, so if you want to just rewind this and just take a, take this little segment out and put it in the beginning. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Jay, yeah, Jay, you just want to yeah, just just take the take the rolling tape and just cut it, splice well, it, and we we'll re- you know we don't sing it that much, but I really like that song, "The Reckless Love of God." That it's just it leaves yeah. the ninety nine, yeah, well, chase just to chase me down, yeah, but we it's don't overwhelming. Yeah, we don't we don't have that concept. We don't. And, have, yeah. You know, like and even though you might think that you do, you can't you, you can't. can't. Yeah. And if and if you if you use that as as kind of like the one of the main themes of it, you realize that this game of solitaire that we play was built out of love. Because God wanted to have this kind of one-on-one relationship with us. I just dropped the mic for Mike because that's amazing. That's yeah. great. Well, it's you just you gave it to me. You gave it to me. I'm okay, not even going yeah, to. No, but I get the whole thing is a construct of, yeah. of love. Yeah. Wow. So, so it all, it, it holds, 
it holds itself together because God intended for us to play that game with him and that he would reveal and that we would build our relationship towards him. You know what? And that's, um, that's great. That's where we're going to leave it for today. Yeah. And also we'll just, we'll just mouth this and video us <laughs> yeah. and we'll just put it up for Sunday. Cause obviously we, we have gotten to the bottom of, <laughs> so sometimes if I, we have to so if I this take out. this card away from you, is this something that I did on purpose? Yes, it is. <laughs> and you have no idea why. Well, have a great week. Play some solitaire. Yeah. And, we'll, and we'll see you Sunday. See you Sunday.